Well, whenever you try to push boundaries and do things that are on the edge, sometimes you can get yourself in trouble. And a few days ago, I did an episode with a few what I thought were harmless parodies of some other stations. Um, But inevitably, sometimes you do something like that and uh, you get some hate mail. Or in this case, a hate call in. But, well, let me just go ahead and share that with, with you. Here's a call in from the retro game guy. Hey, 318, uh, I was listening to your station and I heard your segment about five stations on the decline. And um, I really have to take exception to you putting my name on that list. Uh, that wasn't cool. So, you know, I have a lot going on. I have another station here on Anchor. I have a family. I have, you know, a life outside of the Internet. So I don't think you should go around just putting people on blast. Obviously, I need a new phone. So uh, anyway, I just wanted you to know that I did hear that and didn't appreciate it. And I'm unfavoring your station. So have a good day. Well, moving on. Today I'm going to talk about a contest. And it's an awesome, amazing contest. This probably isn't the contest that you're thinking of right now. But to me, this is one of the greatest contests in the world. It happens once a year. And the reason I want to talk about it today is it's happening this weekend. Let's get started. So coming up this this weekend is a game. It's a football game. It's a college football game. And it's a game that we around here affectionately refer to as the Iron Bowl. Now the reason it's called the Iron Bowl is because back in the day, the game used to be played in Birmingham every year. Um, And Birmingham is a big iron city. So uh, it used to be called the Iron Bowl for that reason. It's still called the Iron Bowl, even though the game is no longer played in Birmingham. Now, I know I'm biased because I'm an Auburn fan. And the Iron Bowl, which I haven't said this yet, in case you don't know, is it's a football game between uh, Auburn University and the University of Alabama. And I know I'm biased because I'm an Auburn fan, but I believe this is the greatest rivalry, not just in college football, but in any sport. And I know you're saying, no way, my rivalry's better. Um, I don't know. We once had a guy who was so mad that his team lost. He was an Alabama fan, but he was so mad that Alabama lost the game that he bought some illegal poisons and he came to Auburn and poisoned some oak trees where Auburn fans celebrate after games. And that's kind of another crazy thing, too. Auburn fans celebrate after they win a game by throwing toilet paper up in these oak trees. So, yeah, this guy was so mad that Alabama lost that he came and poisoned those trees. And, and killed them, by the way. It wasn't just, uh, he actually did kill the trees that they had to be replaced and all that stuff. But uh, that's crazy. Now, I'm not saying that because 
because that's the way all Alabama fans are. I know they're not. I have some great friends who are Alabama fans, and we just have fun with this rivalry. But there are people on both sides of this aisle who take it more than a little bit too seriously. And the fact that we all live in the same state, we all live among each other, we're all friends, co-workers, neighbors, uh, we don't live in separate states like a lot of rivalries like Ohio State and Michigan. We live uh, intermingled with each other, Auburn fans and Alabama fans. I think that makes this rivalry special and uh, it just raises the stakes a little bit. Now I could go on and on about what makes this rivalry so great and y'all know I could, but I'm not going to. You know, I could, I could talk about the great players that have played in this game. We could talk about, you know, the Joe Namath or the Heisman Trophy winners like Mark Ingram or Cam Newton or Bo Jackson. Now that reminds me, I have a funny story about Bo Jackson. Uh, a few months ago, I was talking to my son. He's nine, and I'm trying to get him to kind of start being interested in football. I think I was around that age when I started becoming somewhat interested in football. And I was just kind of talking to him about Auburn, and I was going to show him a couple of YouTube videos. And I asked him, do you know who Bo Jackson is? And he kind of had a puzzled look on his face, and he said, well, I've heard of the restaurant. And I was like, what do you mean you've heard of the restaurant? And he said, you know, Bojangles? So that was both a disappointed dad moment, because I was disappointed that he had never heard of Bo Jackson, but it was also a proud dad moment because I was proud of his knowledge of Bojangles. Well, I hope this segment doesn't show up twice because I tried to record it and it wouldn't let me post it. We'll see. Anyway, back to the game, the contest, the rivalry. You know, part of what makes this special for me is just making memories. I have a lot of really good memories surrounding this game. And the fact that it's part of Thanksgiving tradition for us. You know, the game is usually played the weekend after Thanksgiving. And that gives us an opportunity to get together as a family and... I would say my, my family that I eat Thanksgiving dinner with is probably split about 50-50 when it comes to uh, what school they're a fan of. And, you know, it gives us an opportunity to just kind of talk trash before the game or um, tell some jokes about the other team and, and just have some fun with it. And it just really adds something to the, the Thanksgiving uh, tradition, in my opinion. And then, you know, the, there's the memories of game day, like... This year, again, I'm going to get together with my brother and his family and my mom and dad, and uh, we're going to watch the game together. And hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully it goes our way. Uh, but either way, we'll have that time to watch the game together, probably eat some good leftovers, and uh, just make those memories. That's just part of what makes this a really special game uh, for us. Now, I could talk about this all day. But uh, I just want to share one specific memory from one specific game. And if you're an Alabama fan, just go ahead and flip to another station now. Otherwise, stick around. You may have heard about this when it happened. It was kind of a big deal in the sports world, especially in the college football world. Um, but if you're outside of that bubble, 
I think you could still get some enjoyment from this. So, this is the story, or at least part of the story, of the 2013 Iron Bowl and what we refer to as the Kick Six. November 30th, 2013. One loss, number five ranked Auburn is hosting number one ranked undefeated Alabama. It's late in the game with around two minutes left. Auburn gets the ball trailing by seven. Nick Marshall, quarterback Nick Marshall, leads an impressive touchdown drive. Capped off by a 40-yard touchdown pass to Sammy Coates. Very little time is left in the game, but Alabama, not content to take the game into overtime, starts their final and fateful drive. With only eight seconds left on the clock, Alabama backed up to their own 40-yard line. Looked like they were content at this point to take their chances in overtime. A simple draw play, handoff to the tailback, T.J. Yeldon. But somehow T.J. Yeldon breaks free, runs for about 20 yards, steps out of bounds just as time goes off the clock. No time left. Game is headed for overtime. But then the play comes under official review. And after official review, one second is added back to the clock. One second. Now Alabama at this point is on about Auburn's 37-38 yard line. Very long field goal attempt, but, you know, three points wins the game. So what do you have to lose? Coach Saban decides to try for the long field goal. It's a 57-yard field goal attempt. Just before the ball is snapped, Auburn uses their final timeout. It's during this timeout that the Auburn coaching staff decides to put cornerback Chris Davis back in the end zone just in case the field goal is short. Because if the field goal is short, Chris Davis can field the ball and he can run. He can try to return the ball. And so that's what they did. They put Chris Davis back deep. Alabama lined up for a 57-yard field goal attempt. And, well, this is what happened. Well, I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. And 90,000 people lost their minds. Actually, a lot more than that. Just 90,000 who were in the stadium. But people like me who were in front of their TV also lost their minds. In fact, I probably screamed so loud that I blacked out that night. It was, uh, well, like I said, 
that's a memory that I'm always going to have and I know my Alabama friends get tired of hearing about it I, I understand but that's always going to be a part of the history and the fun and the lore of this game for me and these are the kind of moments that make the game special <clears throat> don't get me wrong Alabama has had their moments they've had their uh, you know un improbable wins and uh, crazy plays and and things like that but but this was our moment and if this is something that's new to you maybe you've never heard of the kick six before I would encourage you to go out there on YouTube and look for reaction videos. Iron Bowl 2013 reaction, where where people get a video of someone you know watching the game live and and how they go crazy and things like that. Uh, because some of those are very entertaining. Uh, anyway, for me, I'm just enjoying this week. I hope it's a good game. I'm not going to make any predictions right now. I am going to do an AU audio episode looks like Friday. I'm going to try to get KT involved again if he's not too busy. I know he's uh, got a lot of stuff going on right now, but either way, I'm going to do that AU audio Friday, and I'll give a prediction and kind of my thoughts on the game then, but I just kind of wanted to relive that uh, that moment. Now, here's the negative, the bad part about this moment for me. That was back in 2013, and that was the last time that Auburn won this game. So, it's been a while. I would love to get a victory this year. And there's a lot on the line in this game. So, uh, anyway, just wanted to share that. Thank you for listening. And uh, let me know your prediction for the game. I'd love to get some predictions if you're into college football. Or if you're not, just make up some numbers. That's fine, too. Um, yeah, let me know. Anyway, thanks for listening. God bless. War Eagle. Hey Shane, it's Patrick. <laughs> I love your story about your son. Hey, at least he knows good chicken, right? Bojangles, they have good. Ch That's funny. You, you got me rolling like always. I, I don't know what it is. Your sense of humor, just like uncommonly common or what uniquely uncommon was saying. I don't know what it is, but he's right. It's funny. And dude, come on, that that was you with that video game thing. I could tell that was your voice, right? You had me hanging. I was like, oh come on, he's gonna he's gonna fill me in. But either way, man, come on, Shane. You're killing it. I love it. Thanks for making me laugh. Oh, Bojangles is great. Uh, we just recently got a Bojangles where I lived like two or three years ago. But before that, anytime me and my wife would go on vacation, we like to go up to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee and uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And uh, Anytime we would go up there, once you get north of Atlanta, there'd always be these, these Bojangles and... I just, I would always beg for her to like, let, let's eat at Bojangles. And me and my wife have completely different tastes when it comes to restaurants. I want all of like the fried food, bad food. And she, uh, she wants deli and 
sandwiches and things like that. And I'm like, I, I can make a sandwich at home. It's a, a sandwich is a sandwich. I want some good food. I want some chicken and biscuits and mm, Bojangles. But yeah, thanks for the call in, Pat. joined the anchor community he even invented a word a word that we all loved and all used we could all relate to it Ankover. that feeling you have the next day after you know you spent too much time on anchor but as quickly as he came he disappeared into the night forever But now he's back. Cassette Brain is back on Anchor. John, welcome back. He was even nice enough to send me a call in. Awesome. Hey, 318. It's John over at Cassette Brain. It's been a while since I've been on here. I have thoroughly failed you. One area I have not failed you is calling in on this, this Tuesday. And saying that it's been too long and we definitely should collaborate on something. Am I a hypocrite? Of course I am. I haven't been on Anchor in like two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I've let you down thoroughly. I get it, okay? Just let let go. Just let it go, all right? Calm down. All right, now that we're past that, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and I hope your station's doing well. If this is somehow posted on your station to everyone else listening, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving as well. And until next time. Two weeks, more like 21 days. Okay, you have episodes out there. We can all see your last episode. So yeah, we definitely need to uh, collaborate. Anchor has this awesome new feature. I don't know if I don't know if it was on here last time you were on here, but where you can just you don't have to do the whole call-in interview thing anymore. You can just record with friends, like, instantly. Now, my my only personal drawback about collaborating is... So, I have a 9-year-old, a 3-year-old, and a 2-year-old. So, most of the time, my environment is very loud. And you can ask any of the people who I've talked to before, such as Kevin Touch or um, Alfred DaCosta. It's, it's very loud, and um, it's hard for me to get to a quiet place and uh, when I do get to a quiet place my wife starts looking for me so uh, currently though I'm driving to Walmart because my wife hates me and is sending me to Walmart less than 48 hours before Thanksgiving sorry Walmarts and so yeah I'm having this rare opportunity where I'm by myself right now at least for the next five minutes or so until I get to Walmarts so but yeah maybe we can find some time to uh, like my quiet times are in the morning like early in the morning or late at night after the kids go to bed so if that schedule works for you we'll figure something out man let me know that'd be great well everybody's talking about their favorite Thanksgiving dishes at least those of us here in America who celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, 
I'm going to talk about two real quick. This will be brief. But one, I can almost guarantee you've never tried. So the first one is dressing. What we call dressing. Dressing. You may call it stuffing. But to us, it's dressing. And I don't even know what to say about this food. Um, I would like to watch my mom make it one time because I'm pretty sure she uses some type of witchcraft. I don't know how she makes it so good, but she does. Um, so the second one, you've probably never tried this before, and I do eat it at other times other than Thanksgiving, but it, it, it's got to be part of my Thanksgiving meal. In fact, this will be the one thing that I bring a lot of times because I can't cook anything except for this. and. I have to abruptly pull over to the side of the road because there's an ambulance. Oh man, that's not even an ambulance. That's like one of those volunteer fire. Man, I hate that. Okay, thought it was an ambulance. Sorry. Where was that before I got interrupted by this emergency? Okay, so this is the one thing I bring to Thanksgiving because I can't cook. So you know at the store they sell these things called brown and serve rolls. They're like dinner rolls. You just put some butter on top put them in the oven for like a few minutes anybody can do it uh, even I can do it sometimes without burning them so you get these buttery rolls they're really easy but here's the thing that makes them amazing you have to dip them in A1 sauce you gotta get some A1 sauce on your plate and sop it up with one of those buttery biscuits and that is one of the best foods that I ever invented. So dressing and brown and served rolls with A1 sauce. You can thank me later because if you try this it will change your life. So I have to tell you a little story about my experience with Bojangles is I bought some tropical fish when I, it was a long long time ago and I bought a mandarin, which is a very brightly colored, different colored little fish, um, saltwater fish. And I also bought a little um, saltwater little lobster looking thing. And the lobster was named Mr. Bojangles and the mandarin was named Jerry Garcia. And one day, I came downstairs and I noticed that Jerry Garcia was on the bottom of the tank with no fins because Mr. Bojangles had eaten the fins of Jerry Garcia. It was a sad day. Okay, so I had to wait until I got out of Walmart and listen to that call in again because I, I thought I might not be hearing it right or understanding it right because when I first heard it, I thought you were saying you were buying these fish and lobsters and things at Bojangles, the restaurant. And I'm like, don't get fish, just get the, the chicken tenders and the biscuits. But now I realize that didn't have anything to do with the restaurant. So I just had to listen better. Okay, Shane, I have to tell you, because I know you were given your favorite Thanksgiving dishes. My family's Cajun. My extended family is Cajun. And because I'm going to Louisiana, I just thought I'd share some of my Cajun 
favorites for Thanksgiving. It is crawfish boiled turkey stuffed with boudin. And some people call it rice dressing. I call it dirty rice. And let me tell you, I could, I guarantee you those two things will probably be the only things on my plate. Not that I don't love green bean casserole and I don't love sweet potato casserole, but I could pretty much make those by myself anytime. But those two things, that Cajun fried turkey stuffed with boudin. Oh, and there's some fried crawfish tails in there too. Yeah. Mmm, good. Oh. I gotta say, none of that really sounds good to me. But you have to understand that I'm that guy that goes to like a fancy restaurant and orders chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese. So, I guess you could say when it comes to food, I'm not really adventurous. And that's probably a huge understatement. So about that trip to Walmart, uh, the mission was a critical failure. I went in for one item, never found the correct item, but I did receive several text messages from my wife with additional items, um, all of which were located in the most crowded areas of the store. and. While I did eventually find them all, it took a very long time to buy like eight things. So I guess I just wasn't prepared for the mission, but she knew I wasn't prepared for this mission before she sent me out on it. I haven't received the, the proper training. Uh, she tells me to buy chives. I've never heard of chives. I don't know. It was, uh, it was just a critical failure. I did do one thing right though, and I don't wear hats, but I put on a hat before I left the house, just as sort of a disguise, um, because, you know, if you walk around in Walmart, you're going to see people that you know, you're going to run into people, and you know, I don't mind running into like, my close friends and family that I see all the time, but it's, it's when you run into those people from high school, and you haven't seen them in 20 years, and it's this like super awkward situation and you're like uh, hey what have you been doing since high school and it's like just got out of jail yeah. what do you do with that so wore the hat and I did see one guy that I went to high school with and successfully avoided him so I guess that part of the mission was a success Well, as the smells of Thanksgiving begin to fill our home, because my wife is cooking tonight for our first Thanksgiving feast, which is gonna to be tomorrow night with her family, looks like we've come to the end of another episode. Bo Jackson once said, dressing is the best food God ever invented. No, he didn't really say that. I just, uh, I'm not really sure how to end this episode. We talked about a lot of stuff. We started with angry call-ins, moved on to football, food, Walmart. I guess this really was a Thanksgiving 
episode. So enjoy your food, your football, your Walmarts, but don't forget to be thankful. And I'm thankful for everyone that listened and clapped and commented and called in, as always. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. God bless.